never reach me Were some guys who were preacher fans The only dudes who could ever teach me Were some guys who were preacher fans Yes, they were They were Oh, yes, they were That's a podcast theme right there Welcome to Preacher Man, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And on Preacher Man, we're going to talk about the second to last episode of Preacher ever in the history of the world, Overture. This is the one that happens at the beginning. Not at the classic overture. This means this this show is overture, is what they're trying to say. You guys are going to have to give me a second because my mic just fell down. Oh, oh man. Alex. Hey, just let's do a little riffing here, Justin. You know? Me and Pete riffing. See, this is the kind of thing when you get close to the end of something, everything gets a little exciting and tense. And we're like, yeah. oh, my God, does Alex, did Alex just fall off the whole podcast? Is he sort or of like. Is that God doing that? Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Alex. Do you guys want to do the recap while I'm fiddling with this here? Oh. oh we were just doing some riffing. Yeah, uh, but we can improv. do the recap. Uh, let's jump into it. So, what happened um, in this show, Preacher, is um, there's a guy named Jesse, and he uh, has this thing in him called Genesis, which happened uh, where very beginning of this uh, whole series, and it's been in sort of the on again, off again um, plot that we've been dealing with. It gives him the power to compel anyone to do anything. It's put him at the center of a battle between God, a, a cult that is bent on destroying the world. Um, Hitler has, has is in charge of hell in a bizarre twist of events. Jesus has showed up and he loves breakdancing. Um, mm-hmm. There's old school breakdancing. Old school. I'm talking uh, top of the head spinning around. Uh, yeah, class. LL Cool J yeah, type of stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Um, we'll recap LL Cool J's career briefly uh, <laughs> as well. He starred in the movie Toys, which um, I thought mm-hmm. was a great work. Uh, Back to Preacher. Um, sure. Uh, our main trio, uh, as I said, Jesse. Then we have Cassidy, who's a vampire from Ireland, who uh, deep down really just wants to get back home, I think, um, yeah. as we uh, learn a bit more about in this episode. Um, he's in love, along with Jesse, with Tulip, the third member of the trio. Um, she's sort of um, uh, the on-again, off-again, the girlfriend, um, if I can use that term correctly, of Jesse. Sure. Or just... Girlfriend, you don't have to say on again, off again. Well, you know? we'll see. I guess in this episode, um, they have been. Uh, there's been so much happening in their lives. Uh, Jesse just came back to them after believing everyone thought he was dead because he was dead and in hell. Um, he was with someone called the Saint of Killers, um, looking to hunt down and kill God. Uh, before they got separated, Jesse went to hell. He escaped, um, but not before uh, he had his eye bitten out. Um, which by God, by God, that's a hard bite. That's a hard bite. It's hard to get your teeth around the eyeball, I would think. Yeah, you got to suck a little bit. You got to oh, suck a little bit. Good. That's classic God talk right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is what happening? Is that in some... Genesis? Is that in yes. Genesis where he's like, got to suck a little bit? Rule it's crazy. One. It's actually the first sentence of the Bible. Right? Huh. Get that right out of the game. Yeah. Got to um, suck a little I... bit. Hi, everybody. I'm God. You're probably wondering what I'm doing here. Yeah, the, oh, the Bible is written um, as a first-person monologue. First person, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. I, I didn't here. see you there. <laughs> Thanks for picking up this Bible and opening it up. <laughs> I bet you have a lot of questions about good, evil, a snake, and an apple. Well, buckle up, because we're about to begat a whole religion. That's the Bible. 
And that's the basis of Preacher. A couple other characters yep. to touch on real quick. Uh, Eugene, also known as Arseface. He's had a yep. real bad couple of seasons of this show. And has <laughs> most recently um, come back, escaped from hell uh, with a saint of killers. Um, he is uh, in jail currently for attempting to murder Jesse um, because uh, he couldn't forgive him. And, uh, and he has a fucked up face. Right. Uh, oh, and uh, we should talk about Eugene. Agent Did you mention Hair Star and Featherstone? Yes, uh, Hair Star um, leads the Grail, the organization bent on destroying the world. He had a real tough go of it because he was slowly torn apart um, by God. Until um, at his weakest point, he was like, "Hey, uh, if you do this one thing for me, I'll give you back your whole your beauty." Uh, and he does, and he um, who, uh, the uh, Hoover Two. Uh, he secret Hair Star secretly loves Hoover Two. Um, and he's trying to get in shape for him. Uh, another member of the Grail. That doesn't matter too much because Hoover 2 is dead. Hoover 2 was yeah. killed, yes, we should say. Yes. He and the car rental guy, two um, huge deaths in this show. Yeah. Oh, man. The two most important deaths, I would argue. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then yeah, no one will argue with that. No one will argue with that. The, those characters are definitely dead. And uh, one other per- character to talk about, Agent Featherstone. Uh, she has been bent on killing Tulip for uh, multiple mm-hmm. uh, seasons now, and she is obsessed with Hair Star and always has been. I yeah. think that's and most everybody. Sorry, you might have uh, mentioned this while I was fiddling with my microphone over there, uh, but Cassidy and Tulip slept together right before that's Jesse true. came back to life. Yeah. That's kind of important because that feeds right into the beginning of the episode. Jesse is in the bathroom. He's looking at the absence of his eye. Meanwhile, Cassidy and Tulip are sitting on the bed, and Cassidy is very idly wondering, hey, should we maybe tell Jesse about this whole sleeping together thing? Right, but I would like to say, though, the eye patch flip was pretty badass way to start the episode. Yeah. Well, what do you, what do you think that meant? What do you read into that moment with Jesse? Because there's the, Jesse is very different this episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that was him being like, you know what? Fuck God. I'm going to win this shit. Yeah, it was like, it's go time moment when he's looking at himself in the mirror, kind of like psyching himself up. Yeah. Could it be some sort of in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king type thing? <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. Nice. Well done, sir. Uh, have you ever been Thank to you. the land of the blind? Uh, no, I keep meaning to visit, but tickets are so expensive. I just yeah. can't afford it for my whole family at the current time. Oh, well, you're going to show up there with a bunch of two-eyed family members and try to beat out the one-eyed king? <laughs> we want to ride the rides. We want to ride the rides. Wow. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, if you show up into the land of the blind where the one-eyed person is king and you're going to show up with two eyes, that's fucked up. And a family full of two eyes? Yeah. yeah. Family full of two yeah. eyes. Uh, yeah. does that cost more for tickets? I haven't really looked into it too much. Oh, yeah. yeah you can't get in for two eyes. It's like, it costs you your eyes to yeah. get in It's there. just too expensive to go to the Land of the Blind for a family of two eyes these days. That's my big problem yeah. right now. And the fast pass. Don't even get me started on that. Uh, but it's worth it, though, so you can skip all the lines. Uh, yeah, well, no one. it's the Land of the Blind, so no one knows where anyone is going anyway. Mm. Uh, C, coming to Apple TV Plus later this year. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move wow. on. Wow. Good stuff. Uh, so uh, Cassidy and Tulip are sitting on the bed, and as I mentioned, they're wondering if they should tell Jesse about the whole sleeping together thing. Cassidy has a funny little exchange where he's like, well, yes, I guess maybe we shouldn't do that. And then Tulip immediately tells him, but Jesse kind of doesn't care. I love this moment. I thought this was very good to come right out with it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I also like that he was like, hey, thanks for telling me. 
You know, it's kind of a real uh, touching moment there. I mean, he says it later in the episode. He's been to hell. He can't get mm-hmm. in on this piddly relationship stuff. He's moved mm-hmm. beyond it. He's going to let Cassidy and Tulip be together forever. Like we all want. No, that's, no, that's definitely not. Uh, but he was, I guess he was beating a bunch of people up in the next room or. Wait, what? Well, it seemed like there was a bunch of noise in the background. Oh, well, you're jumping ahead a little bit. There was a thing that happened a couple of episodes back at the Holy Grail and Bar, which oh, is outside of the Grail, oh, yeah, yeah, where a angel and demon who are totally in love with each other, and as revealed this episode, as we suspected, are in fact the parents of Genesis. I felt being, like I, I felt like we knew our shit by calling that. That was heads yeah. up gameplay right there. That was good, and they played it relatively subtly, revealing that Genesis was the child of this angel, the demon. But they were the people who were fighting in the Grail. They kept killing each other, and as we know, angels and demons, every time they kill each other, come back in a new body. So there's a nice pile of bodies outside. Uh, But before we get to that, we get the big literal ticking clock in the episode. Now that the Grail has Humperdue, uh, the deranged descendant of Jesus in their possession, who God loves, who's supposed to bring about the apocalypse, they've decided to throw a Apocalypse 2020 variety review that's going to kick off in an hour in the time of the episode, uh, and that's going to bring about the literal end of the world. Um, so we get to see a lot of backstage stuff going on there. Yeah. Uh, Humperdue, yeah, Humperdue is at the Grail. He's getting dressed like the Venus de Milo. I he's thought that was a very funny cute. shot. He's having a blast. He's having yeah. a great time. Jesus, meanwhile, also played by Tyson Ritter, not having a great time. Getting no. smashed in the boobs with uh, cupcakes is one of the things that happens to him. Embarrassing. Very yeah. embarrassing. Plus Has that, that ever happened to you? He was kind of trying to own it, you know? He was trying to play it off, but I'll tell you what, that pink's not going to come out of his, his robe. Mm. Oh, man. I feel like Jesus, if anybody could do that, right? <laughs> he, you think yeah. he's a stain lifter? Yeah, isn't that one of his miracles? He went into the desert, and when he came out, no stains! Oh, that's right. That's right. He took, pulled the stains right off the leper's uh, fallen limbs. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah, there's weird. Palm Sunday and there's Stain Lifting Tuesday. <laughs> Once again, I'll mention I'm Jewish. Now, moving on, uh, Jesse, <laughs> meanwhile, stands outside and is trying to summon God with Genesis, but God is busy waiting for Humperdue in his dressing room. So there's uh, those two things going on. Uh, we get a yeah, qu- God's having fun just talking about Cain and Abel with Humberdue. Humberdue's a great listener, you know? Why? It's not entirely clear to me, even by the end of this episode, why is God so into Humberdue? Uh I think Humperdue is the last sort of sign uh, of he needs to fall into place to bring about this apocalypse and start over. And I think God is excited about that. That's why I feel like he's, like, airing all of his grievances here with Humperdue, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, Kane, like he's hitting. So he sounds like Donald Trump, just like listing shit that he, it bothers him, and no one really cares. Um, but so I feel like also, he's this. He's excited because he's close to his goal. Also, like to God, like Humperdue is kind of like what he thinks humans are. Mm. He's just like you guys are just jokes, and you're just kind of like you know clowns of yourself. You run around and hump stuff and sing and dance, and that's it. I mean, that's yeah. pretty accurate, right? Yeah, that's what I that's what I do. Yeah, that's what I that's my job. That's yeah. my job. That's what I go and do every day. Go and hump stuff. Uh so yeah. her star 
Uh, meanwhile, is hosting the review. There's a nice montage uh, that kicks off where he talks about all the people that are going to burn in the apocalypse, including the yeah. sinners and the feminists and the feminists and the deviants as we get shots of all of our heroes sneaking into the grail. Yeah, it was like their superhero landing where like everybody was just okay. kind of coming I in. love that happening in the second to last cool. episode. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It felt uh, like kicking off the real, the final fight was that moment starting. Mm-hmm. So, and that's great that it's like a two episode long battle. It is yeah. interesting. And we've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, but uh, Pete and I have both read the comic book. Justin, you haven't read the comic book. Correct. Um, the, this is very different. Like just even going into this and saying, okay, the ending of this is to your point, Justin, going to be this two episode ending all set at Masada uh, with the home base of the growl that makes a lot of sense for the TV show. Very different from the comics. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it makes yeah, sense. There's like, there's also like in this episode, especially like little Easter eggs from the comic, you know, the whole R's face rock star thing. Uh, but Although even that goes to, in a different direction. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's completely different in the comic. The comics, in the comic, like, does he become a rock star? Yeah, I think we could talk about that now. It's yeah. there's yeah. a whole arc. It's Huge. not quite towards the end. He becomes the biggest rock star in the world. I, if I remember correctly, Pete, he totally ruins it for himself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's whole thing. It's like a running joke in the background with R's face, where mm-hmm. it's just he keeps getting bigger and bigger until they're like passing by billboards of R's face in the background of his albums. Everybody loves him, and then he completely ruins it by the end. And I don't even remember, honestly, what happens to him by the end of the book. Mostly it's a running joke. But here, just to jump ahead, he picks up a guitar. He has a nice scene with a priest where he's talking about what his destiny is. The priest has a very on-the-nose meta speech about, I don't even know what your purpose is in this narrative anymore. What's going on? And our priest yeah. is like, yeah, rock star. Rock star. Yeah. Goes out. Plays the guitar and immediately gets hit by a car. Gets hit by a taxi. Which, it is possible, maybe that will actually kick off his rock star career because people will feel bad for him. I mean, that would be a funny way for him to go out as just like, they just see a billboard of him and it's like, he's the biggest thing. Yeah. I can see them Uh, going that way. Yeah, but what's funny is it's like, you don't, the TV show is messing with the reader. They're like, we know you want this. You want him to be a rock star. Uh, he gets hit by a taxi. You yeah. know, like they're really messing with us. I mean, listen, let's be perfectly honest. Nobody is watching this show. So I think they're very well aware that they could do whatever they want, completely cater to the comic book readers at this point and just have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. So. And either, yeah. that's it's just fun. I mean, to for a character to be sort of out of work to do in the story, it's like, yeah, let's get crazy. Well, that's, yeah. uh, I think that feeds into the next scene. This is where it really struck me that this is a show that's like, ah, fuck it, let's do whatever we want. Uh, Jesus comes up to the door, comes up to Humperdue's dressing room, gives him flowers. Feed the, they feed the flowers through the slot of the door. The flowers fall apart. And then Jesus, yeah. once again, to try to impress God, does a breakdancing routine to It's Tricky, which is such a dumb, funny joke. It's great. It's, it's great. It's great that it gets to that point of like, ah, whatever. <laughs> Let's just yeah. have Jesus breakdance again. Why not? Plus, That's it's fun. sad. He was like practicing that a couple episodes yeah. back. And now it's like his big move to impress his dad. 
or his Holy mm-hmm. Ghost, however you want to describe it, and um, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So they also, come out there. The, oh, go ahead, Pete. You were started to talk about this hair star speech. He said a line that goes, believers and apple states. And I was wondering if what, what like, was that a shot of people who were like, like Mac users versus PCs? I wasn't sure what that was. Uh, well, New York is an apple state. We have a lot of apple right. orchards here. So I assume he's talking yep. about that. But you oh, have your okay. orange states like Florida. Mm-hmm. Right. Pineapple mm-hmm. states like Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have your uh, peach states like Georgia. Yep, keep going. <laughs> then you have this is fun. This is good. This I'm going to keep thinking of fruits and um, keep naming where <laughs> I think they're from. Uh, you have your uh, your like nut states, like <laughs> South Carolina, your pecans. And of course, Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a big nut state. You know what I'm talking about? Wow, oh, hot take man. from Alex wow. Alvin. And of course, yeah. North Dakota, which has nothing. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Oh, I'm sure they have something. Yeah, they have stuff. Oh, it's snowballs. Oh, there we go. Icicles. Uh, just to wrap up what's going on with Jesus, after he does It's Tricky and he's totally turned down by God, it, the rest of the scenes happen with Hitler. Hitler is trying to convince Jesus that they've just got to kill Humperdue. Ultimately, mm-hmm. Jesus is Jesus and decides they can't do that. And Jesus and Hitler have a fist fight, uh, which is great. Great. Uh, oh, again, so great. just great. Yeah. Uh, me- I mean, that, that line where Hitler's like... Uh, you know, Jesus is like, I'm not a murderer, and Hitler's like, I am. Yeah. Super creepy. Yeah. And also accurate with history. Yeah. That checks yeah. out. Yes. Though Jesus probably killed somebody. Probably. Was it that oh. he walked into the desert, and when he came out, he murdered a bunch of dudes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, well, like, I think you remember that differently. After he came back when he, uh, on Easter, I'm sure he was like, now it's my turn. And he, like, yeah. got angry and, like, had a bunch yeah. of, like, fern swords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Like palm. The I sharpest mean, of all the plants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and obviously we know um, the California, the palm state, that's where palm trees come from. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, meanwhile, uh, je- the, a hairdresser hurts Humperdue, so God throws her into a wall. Classic oh, yeah. God move. He does this several times in the episode, just starts throwing he, people he into walls. He loves throwing people around. It's a, it's a good move. Uh, and Jesse, Cassidy, and Tulip, they fight their way through the grail. Uh, they find a big chamber, realize that everybody is gathered to watch this variety show. Yeah. But when they look over, they think Cass has left, but actually God is holding Cassidy. Now, this gets into a big thing that I wanted to ask you about, you guys about this episode. Uh, several times in this episode, both with Cassidy and with Tulip in particular, um, God is tempting people, Yeah, which yeah. to my mind is very Satan behavior, not God behavior. Uh, what was your take on it? He was definitely toying with people and testing them. He really enjoys, uh, you know, kind of torturing people for sure. It definitely felt a lot, uh, very devil, the, the legit tempting, like, let's just walk through it. He, he tempts uh, Cassidy. We get a whole flashback of what um, Cassidy would want yeah. his life to be back in, like, 19th century Ireland. Uh, clearly something that he can't make happen. But it almost seems like God is is putting him in the – giving him a hallucination of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it's pretty sad, especially when Cassidy – they have this big conversation. And then Cassidy, um, we find out later, gives in and betrays Jesse. 
Yeah. yeah. After he's already been ripped to shreds. Uh, little uh, note about that. Uh, Cassidy gets completely ripped up. He's lying on the floor, literal pieces, uh, mirroring his emotional state. Jesse comes up. It turns out Cassidy betrayed him. God feeds him a bunch of blood. And that not only restores Cassidy's body, but also his clothes, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's amazing. That's good blood. Yeah. Uh, that, I think, points to getting to the point where they're like, ah, eh, whatever, let's not worry about this too much, I just mean, put him in costume. I was disappointed when Cassie finally had God to himself. I was hoping he would immediately go into what he's bugging everybody else about. You know, he's always like, hey, Jesse, if you have a time, ask God why this that was so shit. And I was like, this is your chance. You know, I got The big Lebowski? Think, yeah. Yeah, the big Lebowski. I got to think they're going to pay that off in the last episode. A hundred percent. They have to. They have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when uh, quick uh, moment there, when he when God pours all that blood on him, I thought that was tulips blood. Tulips blood. Yeah. Mm. Was it was it tulips blood? Well, let, let's jump no, over to the tulips. It was thing. the guy. The guy in the wall was all cut up. Yeah. But they kind of the way they did that, they're like, whose blood is it? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I think it was actually the guy in the wall. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tulip and Jesse get stuck in an elevator. Classic sitcom situation. Very oh, surprised man. the Tulip didn't need to give birth right then. Uh, but they do hash out a bunch of things. She climbs out of the elevator and finds God right there. God welcomes her into an office, throws another guy into a wall. And then he challenges Tulip. He says, I want to get into a fight. Yeah. Hit me. She says, no. And he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set a timer for 60 seconds. And if you don't hit me in 60 seconds, apocalypse averted, you win everything. And ultimately, the way that he gets her to hit him is by bringing up her baby that she lost through a miscarriage and says, you want to know why I made that happen? I honestly don't remember. And Tulip shoots him several times, which is how she ends up losing. And the apocalypse gets caused. Uh, very sad. Yes. Sad for Tulip. Now, it's interesting. These Both of these uh, moments with God tempting Cassidy and God tempting Tulip, he sort of, they yeah. give in to their larger nature. Uh, both of them, I feel like, where Cassidy is like, oh, I can't let Humperdubi kill. He's always pr- trying to protect the innocent, and he's sort of fine betraying Jesse and has been for uh, most of this show. Tulip never backs down from a fight. So does that mean that the way to defeat God is to somehow go against your soul or your uh, inherent nature. And is that what Jesse is going to do in the final episode? Well, potentially, because to your point, what Jesse ultimately does at the end of the episode is he still shows his faith. He won't give Genesis to God. He says, just take it because he believes that God is the supreme being. Ultimately, the saint of killers shows up and Jesse says, well, now you're fucked. Saint of killers is here. But it turns out, God tempted a third person who is the saint of killers essentially says, I'm going to bring your family back if you kill Jesse for me. So that's how Jesse loses. But I think to your point, Justin, if that is true, Jesse needs to reject God to win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, it felt like that's the trap that he's bringing here is he's he realizes that he has he's i think he's suspicious that he has power over god and has been for a while but he wanted to let his faith in god triumph um and here 
that faith has been tested for all four seasons. And he realizes the only way to actually win is to actually let go of that faith and, you know, grow up. Yeah. Now, the last thing that we should probably mention that happens in the episode is Hairstar sees Featherstone. Uh, Featherstone has been absolutely in love with Hairstar this entire series. Uh, yeah. He realizes, oh, I'm very beautiful now and you are not unhandsome. He ends up feeling her up. Uh, they, not cool. They cut to a bed scene. He's naked in bed. She's under the covers. Uh, yeah, that was hilarious. She was fully clothed. Yeah, she flips up the covers. She's completely fully clothed. There's a second reveal, which is the, she's wearing an enormous fist dildo on her crotch. Um, and uh, Hair Star betrays her. He reveals yeah. that he's not really into the apocalypse. He's going to do like a partial apocalypse and only destroy some of the world to kind of get things going because he'd still like to live in the world. And he's very derogatory to her and says, Are you going to heaven, please? Yeah. And two things ultimately happen with him. One, Hairstar can't start the stop the apocalypse because his fax machine isn't working. Meanwhile, Featherstone opens the door to the office for Tulip. Yeah. Setting up so a potential team out. up between the two of them. Def. Def team up. Yeah. So that's the episode. We have one left. What do you guys want out of the finale? Uh, well, first off, I want to say this is doing such a great job of ramping up to the last episode. Yeah. It's, they're having a ton of fun. They're rewarding people for paying attention. It's, it, this was one hell of an action-packed, amazing episode. I agree. And uh, the reality and what the, they put into that fisting strap-on, I thought was amazing. It looked like an actual hand. Yeah, that's uh, North Dakota, right? Is the yeah, that's where fisting dildo state? They grow on a no, tree man. right in the center yes. of the state. No one ever goes <laughs> there because it's so far from everything. Yeah, it's terrifying, too. Yes, uh, it's a weird, uh, weird tree. But hey, that's the natural product, the only sort of natural thing that grows there. America, oh. ain't she great? <laughs> um, what do we want to see in this final episode? Um, well, obviously, we set up Paula Poundstone in this episode. Uh, oh, she yeah. crushes mm-hmm. the apocalypse show, so sees a little bit more. Maybe we'll get to see a full a half hour from her. You think? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, tight thirty would be great. She definitely has the material. She's been working for yeah. a really long time. It would be nice to see maybe Yakov Smirnoff as well. While we're going to that well, and bring out mm-hmm. all Come the on. famous uh, comedians from the eighties. No, yeah. Paula Poundstone is actually a great stand-up comedian, guys. All right, so I don't want to hear any of this. I'm not so is Yakov Smirnoff. I like Paula Poundstone. Uh, Alex, could you do a little bit? I know you're a, you're a huge Yakov fan. Could you do some yeah. of your favorite material? Uh, sure. What the country? That, there it is. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I actually saw Yakov Smirnoff as a, at a state fair once. Wow. What state? Yeah. Was it uh, an Apple state? Uh, no, I think it was uh, South Dakota. That's their only export is Yakov Smirnoff. Wait, did oh, you actually man. go to the New York State Fair? I I don't remember where I saw it. I think it was a state fair. I don't remember where. It must have been the New York State Fair, right? Uh, no, that's up in I Syracuse, New York, the... where I'm from. So we might have just passed each other as uh, oh, young comedy fans. Do you yeah, know I've, the I've only that, thing though. you can say about that? What the country. Yes, there you go. <laughs> that's definitely what I was setting up. Uh, and what were you, so we were saying what will happen next episode. Well, I think we talked about what's going to happen with Jesse. Um, the only, I mean, I'm assuming Jesse and Tulip will get together. Uh, 
But that leaves Cassidy. Like, what's left for Cassidy? Does he have to know. be punished he's, for betraying? Yeah, I think he's irredeemable at this point. I could see something happening where the apocalypse actually does happen in the show because it's ending and you end up with a new Adam of Eve in the form of Jesse and Tulip with the snake in the garden being Cassidy. Oh, that's cool. Whoa, that's crazy. I was going to say uh, Cassidy um, takes on Humperdew as his son. And they, mm. uh, I feel like cause Cassidy really wants a family, not in the Jesse Tulip uh, relationship is not a family. And I think that's been obvious. They don't take care of each other in the way that he wants. And I think he wants that sort of innocent, pure relationship that he could have with Humperdue. Yeah. Pete, what about you? What's the one thing you want out of the final episode? Uh, I want Jesse to get his payback, and I want him and Tulip to uh, end up together and uh, save the world. That was more than one thing, but thank you. Uh, technically, Jesse, if he wins, he will be a god, the god. Hmm. Well, you don't know that. I would think he would. If he defeats God, it's not like there's another God who's like, yo, my, my turn. Classic alien versus predator situation going on here. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. If you would like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about Preacher for another week, and then we're done. No yep. chatting Aww. about it. And we're turning Pete, off what do you the pipes. Plug? <laughs> what do you want to plug, Pete? A friend us on Facebook so you get to know about our live show and the amazing guests. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Also at Men Preacher for preacher specific content. You can subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. Also, Comic Book Club Live.com for this podcast and many more. And we'll see you next week for the final episode of Preacher. Oh, no. Turn that religion way up. <laughs>